This week's episode of Here's What I Get is brought to you in part by the endless pain and suffering of all mankind. The endless pain and suffering of all mankind, something that you're going through right now. Welcome back to Here's What I Don't Get from North to South, East to West, the only formerly intrastate podcast to tackle all of life's toughest issues and the longest consecutively running podcast on the See You Next Tuesday podcast network. I'm your host, Ted Burt. With me today, as always, my friend, Tim the Handlebreaker. Welcome back. How's it going? Not too bad. I'm in my Airbnb with a smashed in painting. Uh, Just keep dumping money (laughs) into applications on places that never fucking call. It's incredible. I think that's how it's supposed to work, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. I took a look at a place today that was like obscenely cheap. Um, it's in the middle of fucking nowhere. It's a one bedroom house, which is an astounding number of bedrooms for a house. <laughs> so I got to figure, you know, if I'm making like almost 10 times the rent, yeah, that's got to be a sure thing, right? But it's probably yep. not. So, you know, I'm not getting my hopes up. Yeah. Uh, what a, what a miserable thing, you know? So I, there was one place that I was supposed to, this, they're like, yeah, we're making a decision on by Tuesday. We'll let you know on Tuesdays, Tuesday comes and goes no fucking contact. So Wednesday call them. Hey, what's the deal? Oh, uh, yeah, we're going to make a decision by Thursday or Friday at the latest. And we'll let every, all the applicants know. So we're now at the end of Thursday with no word. So I'm assuming tomorrow they're not going to call. Of course not. So I, I really don't fucking understand like how, I mean, I guess these places have hundreds of applicants at a time. That's the only thing I can. So I, like I can, like their, their, their inbox is just overflowing. Overflowing. Yeah. And they're just like, ah, oh, what did this guy, he, he only, cause they're, they're constantly asking for pay stubs. Like we need the, your last three pay stubs. Like I've had this job for 17 days. <laughs> Uh, I don't, I don't understand. Well, like I can show you pay stubs from Tulsa, but they are completely irrelevant. Yeah. I got paid irrelevant a lot of money when and, I lived in Tulsa and like not monthly stubs, like yeah, a salaried place. Yeah. Those, those stubs are like, you would get three four, five, six, seven checks a week. Yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you get no yeah. checks in a week. Sometimes I got a check last week from them for ninety four dollars. Ninety four dollars. This this paycheck was for for a four hour call that I did on June first. Didn't get fucking paid until June twenty fourth. And uh, people I wonder think, why I want to get rid of our payroll. I company. think someone on that same call got stiffed a bunch of hours because they said their check was like twenty seven dollars. <laughs> Yeah, they must have. That's the only thing, because yeah. it was it should have been should have been the roughly the same amount of pay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty much beyond irritated uh, with this whole housing issue. Um, but it's been a ton of fun. I downloaded some games for the uh, Steam Summer Sale. I tried to play Max Payne last night, only to find out that Max Payne does not have controller support. Ooh, I bet you can force it somehow. Uh, yeah, there was no easy way to force it, but and unfortunately, I did not have a mouse with me, so I didn't want to do it on a trackpad. Gotcha. 
Oh no! Oh, how how would you even do that? Yeah. So I uninstall. So I didn't uninstall it. I quit that, and I I tried to play this this. Uh, it's called Ragdoll Labs. And Tim, you know me. I love yes. ragdoll games. Yes, you do. Games where you like do something to a ragdoll, and it you earn points with physics, which yep. is what I thought this was. Like there was one where. Uh, there's a rag doll and there's a car and I'm like, Oh, you hit the rag doll with the car. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Not the case in this game. You play as the rag doll and literally every touch kills you. Okay. Yeah. So it was, you know, even someone on, it had like four different game modes. One of them, uh, you're trying to like get to the other side of the map without getting hit by these cars they're driving around. But even uh-huh. if like someone bumps into you, you die, I played that for 15 minutes Nobody got to uh, to the other side of the map. Nobody. Oh, it was a multiplayer game. Well, there are multiple. I think they're all NPCs at this point, but I think long term they're supposed to be humans. Oh, okay. okay. So then I played one. Um, I played a, a round where you're supposed to run through boulders rolling down a hill and the boulders are rolling so thickly. Like there's literally no way you could ever make it across that. So it's like, I, like MXC. Yeah, I'm I'm watching the NPCs run across and just getting slaughtered and I thought, okay, this is not happening. So I quit out of that game mode and they had a capture the flag game mode where there's like cannons and mines and you have to run to the other side. And I got three points on that. And I don't know what the point system was to end that round, but it just never ended. Huh. And the other team got one point in the same amount of time. So I, I was like, I really don't want to keep playing for like two more points or 10 more points or 100 more yeah. points. It sounds like uh, one of those, a ripoff of one of those, like they're pretty much all the rage now. They're battle royales, but physics platformers. Yeah. So what I think it's, it's, they're like, you can design your own levels. Here's a level that someone designed. How cool is this? And it wasn't cool at all. It really sucked. Yeah. And it's all built in unity. And I was like, this is a cell phone game. You're trying to sell a cell phone game on steam. Oh yeah. They're like, what's, what would you pay for this game? Uh, Not even a dollar. Um, so yeah, that's, that's been my week. Just endless frustration. What about you, Tim? Well, uh, I've been on a, uh, another one of these long calls, about a week's worth, uh, doing the, uh, the whole, uh, multi-level marketing scheme thing again. Yeah. Whose fault is that? This you. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's look, it's a good gig. It does. It has its faults like all gigs do. Yeah. Um, it, but it, you know it has its pros, right? Uh, like I think it they they t- they really t- they take care of us there. Yeah, they really do. Um, that kind of like is trying to outweigh all the other problems with that gig. Uh, a lot of which is like, um, so Tuesday was load in spent half the day loading in the other half, like doing something, doing like one thing every 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then Tuesday was rehearsal. So of course we spent the whole day on our phones, sitting down, not doing anything. Well, that's, that's another thing. So I'm, I'm now having to babysit rehearsals again where I don't really have anything to do, but I have to kind of be where people can get a hold of me. So I, I, I've read two Star Trek books so far this week. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Nice. I, ha- I read like three, three Star Trek books in all of 2021 because I just wasn't really reading as much. So mm-hmm. I'm glad to be back on that bandwagon. Cool. So you're playing on your phone, getting paid uh, to do nothing, to do nothing at a high rate, commercial rate. How much yeah. fun? Yeah. 
another thing. So this weekend was the 4th of July. It was, yeah. And uh, we got together for 4th of July, you, myself, trucking and tucking. And um, we took part in some of our favorite 4th of July traditions, <laughs> uh, watching Independence Day, grilling, yeah, drinking beers. Yeah. And our new favorite one, blowing up a microwave. Yep. And... Uh, the person that donated the microwave wanted this filmed. So if you, if you follow me on Instagram, you saw like a clip of this already, but there's actually, this is a full length version that Tim edited. Um, we'll watch, play it for you now. I'm Ted Burke and we're about to blow up a microwave. <laughs> oh shit. The door's open. the third microwave we've blown up this way and i gotta say this is on the more spectacular side tim more spectacular side it's the best explosion we've had oh holy shit so this used to be a piece of sheet metal that had two bends in it and now it has no bends <laughs> what is this 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 the back that's the actual back goes here but that's a microwave getting blown up. Brought to you by a Mountain Dew code red booze. And also Fat Tire and Stella and whatever else I've had to drink today. Well, the last time, the last time we blew up one of these microwaves, it threw the door 28 feet. Yeah. <laughs> so that was past that driveway. So you should be safe over there. I'm gonna light this. Yeah. I'm gonna put it in the microwave. I'm gonna run like hell. I don't think I watched that all the way through the first time because I didn't see that post-credit stinger. Huh, I, I, I liked it as a stinger. Yeah, uh, that was exactly what happened. I I didn't actually see the initial explosion because I it exploded <laughs> about the time I passed our safe zone. Yeah. But um, yeah, shout out to Fred Rush. We were drinking his favorite fake beer. Yeah. During that. <laughs> So anyway, well, Tim, you ready to get into some issues? I am. What's your first issue this week? Here's what I don't get. Snake oil. Um, so like I said earlier, I'm working for this multi-level marketing scheme uh, this week. And uh, this one's a little different. This one is like a sort of a cut down, pared down version of their usual events, which their usual events are for like the... The high, the, there's a high roller event and then like a low roller event, right? Um, this one is more like uh, the people on the on the bottom of the pyramid. It's mm -hmm. for the those people. Um, it, it's it's for uh, people that don't that don't have any people under them yet, right? It's like how to get people under you. But uh, a lot of it is um, a, like how to sell the product and. Uh, of course today the, the thing happened that has happened at all of these so far, which I find one of the funniest things. And it's the only thing I can equate it to are gamers and E3 where uh, 
they they're like, and we got one one last thing for you. And the video opens in black, and it shows like new blue eyeshadow, and the ladies in the audience go nuts <laughs> like it's the new dark souls or uh, yeah. god of war or whatever to be fair these people don't have any like anything to be excited about in their lives no no uh so i always look forward to that um but this one's different and that this one this one so far has been a lot of um like uh less so the other ones that have been have had a lot of like um, guest speakers that are like how to um, like own yourself and uh, it's a lot of like white women platitudes you know live laugh love um, how to own yourself get involved in a multi level marketing scheme <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's like yeah how how to take control of uh, your business how to you know you know empower yourself uh, this one is more like. Um, here's how to put on this lipstick. Um, and they, they, for, for legal reasons, they can't. And this was said on stage today. They're like, for legal reasons, we can't make some of these claims I'm about to claim. <laughs> they they, they uh, said that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're like, pretend I didn't just say that this actually has some health benefits. Um, Oh my God. Yeah. The lady was like talking about, uh, like their, their foundation and how it doesn't have like an SPF rating, but she's claiming that it does, you know, protect from the sun. <laughs> I mean, on the basis that it's a physical material that you're putting over your skin that can block sun rays. Oh, <laughs> but she's like, God. pretend I'm not saying this because you know, if you know, if there a video of that got leaked, you know, to, um, the FDA, the FDA, now, you shut down. You didn't hear it from me. Yeah. But bears love honey head kids. <laughs> um, and it, that, that, that was early on in, in, in the day. And it was like, this really is just snake oil. Yeah. Um, because you know, they're the whole time while they're selling the ladies who are already in, they're selling them on, you know, the more products to sell. We're talking about these shampoos and they're like, and remember, we've got like, um, you can get, you can like mix two of our shampoos together to like create like a even better shampoo, <laughs> but also you're buying two times the amount of shampoo. Yeah. And that makes us more money. Um, and they're like, and then, um, and then you put in the condition, the leave in conditioner, um, and then while you while you're letting the leave-in conditioner stay in, that's when you apply the beauty face mask and this thing and this thing and the face cream and this thing and this thing. And then you can rinse the conditioner out and then use the dry shampoo after that to like pre-prevent any uh, hair buildup. And then it's it's all it's all snake oil. I it, I imagine this wouldn't work with men as there's a really people men love the like. All in one body wash, face yes. wash, hair you wash, want, ass crack used wash. To be, right? It used to be, <laughs> it used to be two in one. Right? You yeah. Get shampoo and conditioner, and then the three in one came around. It's also body wash, and then the four in one. It's also a face wash. But the funny thing is, that never changed. Like it was always the same two in one. They're just like, well, I mean, technically soap. I guess <laughs> you can soap. wash your it's ass just soap. with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
Be like, yeah, yeah welcome to the uh, men's multi-level marketing snake oil thing. Uh, we've got a body wash. We can't tell you that it's 11 and one, but uh, you can also use this to wash dishes and your clothes <laughs> and ducks. If you want to go to the park and wash some ducks, this is perfect for it. That's what always gets me about. I think it's um, it's one of the like newer soap companies, the soap for men companies, mm, you know, yeah. the, those, like Dr. Squatches. I think it's Dr. Squatch where they're like other other body washes are lit are legally detergent. I'm like. That sounds good. Detergent cleans my clothes. Yeah. <laughs> what is it going to do for my skin? Well, and and they're like, ours is made with all natural ingredients. Dr. Squatch is also like that. And that they're like, get your limited edition Star Wars soaps. Boba yep. Fett. Darth I saw Vader, one for uh, the 4th of July. Yeah. Yeah. And it's they're It's like, why would I? I've I've been using. I buy Irish Spring. Mm-hmm. I buy like a bunch of different varieties of Irish Spring and just rotate yeah. through them. And and that's that's what I do. Yeah, I, can like, eat, I mean, eat. I have my brand. I get Dove Men. Yeah, yeah. I like. I don't need a Star Wars soaps. I no, just need. I, a, I need a, a soap that smells fresh and clean. Yes. Yeah. And I rotate through them so that I don't go nose blind to it, and uh, then suddenly smart stink. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Those, the way those ladies react to stuff is pathetic but just like gamers in e3 right yeah yeah Um, and anytime you get excited for something that like if if tim if i gave you a gift you'd be like oh wow this is wow thank you yeah right but if like what you're walking into walmart and they're like oh thanks for being our one of our top hundred thousand customers here's a free cupcake you just be like i don't really want a cupcake i don't care yeah (laughs) Uh, I also any, don't care. Anytime it's some like faceless entity revealing something, it's really not that, you know, and, it, and not only revealing something, but revealing something they expect you to buy. Yeah. And Just, they, they've gotten into your head so much that you're excited to buy that thing. I can't wait for Starfield, the new uh, Bethesda game that's coming out. I got to pre-order it now. And so one of the other games I tried to play last night was Hitman three. I think it is now. Yeah. It was a demo and then you could unlock the full game. And apparently with that game, there's so much expanded content that to get everything, it's like 120 bucks. Oh, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And the demo level wasn't good. What was the demo level? It was just kill a guy in this party, you know, any means necessary, but like none of the controls really worked none of I, I think maybe you're supposed to unlock them later in the game but it didn't tell you what any of the controls were it just it opens this cutscene, and then you're the hitman you have to hit pause and look and see what the controls are and i'm sure they well, carried over from the previous game but because yeah, it's the third one yeah. yeah um but even even so even if it's the, the third one i didn't play the second game yesterday i like a little bit of a refresher on what the fucking buttons do <laughs> um so you're supposed to kill this guy so i kill him there's nobody around, but then the security gets alerted anyway, and they start killing me, and I kill the one security guard that's in front of me, and then I keep getting hit indicators while I'm standing on the exit like marker. You need yeah. to exit the building. I'm standing on the exit marker. I'm getting a hit indicator, and there is nobody standing in front of me, and so I'm just shooting wildly into this crowd until I died, and I was like, well, fuck this, and then I saw the stuff about how if you want to actually like play everything in the game, you have to spend an outrageous amount of money. Yeah, I was like, yeah, "Yeah, this is definitely not for me. 
because uh, the like the solving the puzzle and the stealth of it was was fun until I got to the part where they're like, yeah, you broke stealth. We, I don't know how there was nobody standing nearby <laughs> when you killed this guy. But OK, funnily, funnily enough, that kind of goes to um, a lot of what I heard today in that, like they they tease these these ladies with um like gifts and like you know if you right they're like if you only do one um uh like makeup um party thing just if you do just one a week um that's four thousand dollars in sales average right mm-hmm. and you expand that out in or it's like four thousand dollars uh per month and then you expand that out to like you know forty eight that or uh, forty eight thousand for a year, that could that puts you in the gold bracket, which gets you um like a uh what I what I like I'm you know I'm not sure about but I think it gets you like a like a booklet the way we got in like elementary school full of coupons oh nice the ones that we we sold door to door I think it gets you one of those uh, but it also gets you like on a um, they like sell cars. I know this. I they say they sell. They have a program where it's like if you've sold enough in the month, that's enough for a car loan. So like they sell cars through this thing also. Holy um, shit! Yeah, and it's like, and if you you know if you get into platinum, you get an invite to like the big party in Mexico this year, and um, every year at the high rollers event they show a tr- they show like here's like 8 minutes of us um like all of us high rollers partying it up in Mexico uh you know a couple months ago and it's what you could you can get if you get to this level and next year we're going to Brazil <laughs> um so that that's and, uh, the other thing when you're laying this out there if you just do one party a week mm-hmm. that's $4000 a month are are you expecting your friends, your group of friends, to spend a thousand dollars a month on shitty makeup? I guess so. Yeah, or, or are you like supposedly branching out into new groups? And and how are you discovering these customers? Like Amazon, right? If I want to buy makeup from Amazon, Amazon's always there, or CVS or Target. Like, yeah. I don't have to go search these out. Whereas if someone go call came a specific to, person, yeah, door to door and was like, "Hey, do you want to buy makeup?" I'm like, no. I, I can't think of anything, even something I need. If someone came to my door and knocked on it and was like, yeah, do you want to buy this thing? Be like, what, sight unseen? Just walk in here and buy pots <laughs> and pans from you? No, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, that, that you know, the the whole door-to-door thing always got on my nerves. I hated it when they made even us do as it kid. as kids. Yeah. Yep. Here's these coupon books. You're going to go have to sell them to your neighbors. Here's, you know, candy bars. Go sell them to your neighbors or, you or know, have your parents frozen, bring them. Yeah. Frozen sausage. Wrapping paper, whatever the fucking scam yeah. was. It's like, oh, yeah, the school gets like half this money to do with. Oh, we're going to build a new playground. Like, why doesn't the school district just pay for a new fucking playground? And in the same way, like we got a like, you know, pamphlet that was like, if you sell 50 uh, things of gift wrap, you can buy a boom box. You're not buy, but you can get a, you'll, they'll you're, send you the world's worst boom box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you sell a hundred dollars worth, you can get an art kit. And, and it was just, 
I, I so they're teaching that in schools basically. That's yeah. why women fall for this shit because we were mm-hmm. we were manipulated to selling that shit. I remember in middle school. I think that was the last time one of those was happening, but it was candy bar sale time, and uh, my teacher was like, "Why aren't you doing this? Like, I'm I'm not interested in working for nothing." Yeah. You know, I, if now imagine if you go sell candy bars and every candy bar, you know, that's a dollar, you get a quarter, no prizes, just money in your pocket. Fucking how about? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what they should. That's what it should be doing. That's how you get a job. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Imagine if school was taught that how to get a job, how to get a job. Yeah. They don't do that. Yeah. I, I, I'm just astounded that these people can be this excited for something that is absolutely mean and and it's all like manu they're being programmed like they spend all day being like ticked it oh be sure oh guess what there's gonna be a big reveal revealing a bunch of stuff and they're like all right here's all these things that i heard about that were gonna be on e3 this week and then they go but wait we have one more the iphone 11 plus oh my god i gotta get the iphone 11 plus it's got seven cameras built into it and a battery that'll last all about 45 minutes Um, but it's, I I actually kind of think it's somewhat related to my, my issue, first issue this week. Huh? Well, why don't we uh, dive into that? Uh, Here's what I don't get. Arrested development. So we have created a generation of petulant children who Mm -hmm. are incapable of growing up. And I realize there's, there's a level of irony to me saying this as someone who collects children's toys. (laughs) But there really is like this. It's not just okay. I have a like niche hobby that is related yeah. to a ch- children's toy. People are proud of the fact that they are unable to grow up. People are proud of the fact that they're you know thirty five years old and super addicted to going and seeing Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Like oh yeah, I go see all the Marvel movies. Like uh, yeah, so does everyone else. Man, it's not a personality. Uh, on the people will buy toys for things like there's the whole Funko pop collecting, but then it goes even further and talk, talking about how like schools didn't teach us to get a job. They never really taught anybody to grow up. They just, they keep on reinforcing in you that like you don't matter. They don't, they don't teach you that your time isn't respectable. Uh, here, here's this pile of homework you have to do every night. Uh, your teacher goes home and fucks right off, watches television and goes to bed. But you need to be working on homework because the idea yeah. of you not being productive is bad. So then when you get out into the, into the world, you're just happy to be a servant to, to a master that's not your own. But it also comes down to like they eliminate people fundamentally understanding things. And so we end up with these petulant children that when something doesn't work, go the way they think it should, they immediately want that thing banned. Yes. Um, so like a couple of weeks ago, the Supreme court passed its judgment on uh, the Ro- a new hearing of Roe v. Wade and basically reset the rules. So instead of there being a federal ability to not block abortions, there is now a, it's been handed back to the States So what that essentially is doing is it's granting a higher level of freedom because instead of one central body making decisions on your behalf, it's a body that's, there's 50 of them and they're closer to you than Mm -hmm. the federal. So you can like petition those people more easily. 
but people lost their minds because they can't, they can't think through, okay, this is, you know, just a step down and now I need to lobby at my own level. They need, they're like, we have to protest at the Supreme court judges and we need to get rid of the Supreme court. It's an archaic form. We need to get rid of uh, Congress and instead have a direct democracy because we have the technology now to do a direct democracy. And that's, yeah, everything has moved, everything has moved to, um, you you know, uh, instead of us being, uh, a collection of states, you know, it's just people think it's one big state, one big homogenous country. And thus anything that happens at the federal level is the end of the planet and needs to be like completely overturned without, it's all one step thinking. That's the arrested development is that it's not looking at, okay, okay, we get rid of Congress and now everything's uh, directly decided through an app on your phone. Um, why wouldn't, who's going to write the new bills, lobbyists, corporations, and how are they going to get you to pass them? Like, oh yeah, uh, here's a vote. Amazon is going to pay Amazon submitting this to the people. Amazon wants to pay no taxes and everybody gets free prime prime for a year. Oh yeah. Fucking vote. Yes. On that. (laughs) Because it's a one step thinking. What happens when this billion dollar industry suddenly doesn't have to pay in taxes? Well, that's no fucking problem. It's, it's mind boggling to me that the, the, what is happening with those because they, they don't didn't learn anything. They're just staying in this perpetual childhood of this is bad. So I don't like it. It needs to be gotten rid mm-hmm. of. This is good. When things go your way, uh, a group is good. You know, when the Supreme court passed a judgment on gay marriage and said that it was unconstitutional to, not allow gay marriage at a state level. People were thrilled with them. They're heroes. They fucking lit the white house up in, in rainbow colors, but then they decide against you and they're evil. It's an archaic form. That's all old white men. They shouldn't be able to make these kinds of decisions. We need to send this back. And it's just that, that disconnect of sometimes you win and sometimes you lose. And uh, it's, it's been growing more and more annoying uh, because you cannot, you can't have a conversation with a child. No, I mean we've all seen it. Like the kids throwing a tent- temper tantrum at the grocery store. The parent yeah. it tries to speak to them like reasonably and logically, and the kid just can't handle it because they don't have the emotional maturity to like get over this problem that they're having. Like, you know, yeah. Brian Regan has the joke about the kid losing the balloon kid loses the balloon. It flies up there. The kid loses their mind. The parents like calm down. It's just a balloon, but I want, I want my balloon. Like they can't put together. Like there's always more balloons They're They don't have that next step of thinking. Whereas, you know, when, if you lose a watch, it's like, I lost my watch. Sure. It was expensive, but you know, what are you going to do? I'll just buy another watch once you you're able to think those steps on. And so that's what we're doing. We're just reacting like a bunch of children screaming and crying, throwing a horrible fit. You know, Donald Trump got elected president. And so we had to have like a fucking four year meltdown about it with judicial investigations and all kinds of things, manufactured evidence. And at the end of the day, it changed nothing. And now the fucking conservatives are doing it. Oh, uh, Arizona decertified its election results. Like, well, that's fucking great. Two years later, what are you, are you going to march an army up in there and drag Joe Biden out of the White House and reinstall Trump with your fucking 
little thing? Or are you just gonna are you just sitting here hearing that this has been uh, decertified? So now you're gonna sit at home and be like, well, the plan is working. Because as long as the kids think the parents have something going on, they're like, all right, well, we must be fine. When you were sitting in the back of your car on a road trip, it's taken four four hours to get somewhere that's normally only two. You're not asking your parents what route they're taking. You're just like, well, our, <laughs> my parents must know how to drive, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. everything's fine. Sure, we're only going to Big Splash. It's three miles away, but you know they, they must have a reason for this. It's all part of the plan. Yeah. And because people can't think two steps ahead, oh, we're going to, you know, the Michigan decertified and this decertified. Well, that and a nickel will get you a hot cup and shut the fuck up because it's, it's gaining you nothing. But we're all a bunch of children. So as long as we feel like there's a plan that's going on or as long as we can let our let the let those kids have their little temper tantrums, then then it's fine. And also in that way, they're able to. uh they're able to manipulate people into thinking that they are on their side. Uh, Tucker Carlson did a thing this week where he was talking about some black senator from Rhode Island and she's twerking and he was making fun of her. But the point that he was making in that in the video was that while people like her that are everything that the Democrats claim to uphold, like want to uphold in my minority who's like sexually unrepressed and all those kinds of things, that was that per, she is not actually being embraced by the establishment. It's still the same old white people that have been in charge for decades because yeah. while they'll, they'll give the lip service and they'll be like, Oh yeah. Oh, you know, when you were a kid, Oh, come in here, Batman, it's time to go to bed. You know, they're they're They'll play along, but at the end of the day, you have to go to bed you because to to bed. you're, I'm the adult and you're the child and we keep yeah. falling for it. Like, yeah, oh, if you go to bed right now, I'll give you a lollipop. You know, if we'll get a lollipop in the morning and wake up in the morning, you've totally forgotten about it. We're yep, we going to do something yep. this morning. Mm, no, I don't no. think so. Uh, and so here we are with a, a country full of children, a planet full of children who can be scared and manipulated and herded into whatever little thing because they have never had to develop any kind of emotional maturity and had to like look out for themselves because schools yeah. have failed us. Our cultures failed us. And so here we are just standing around with a bunch of jackasses looking like Will Arnett with this stupid face. Mm-hmm. That's really and what I hate the, about and, and <laughs> arrested development. And, you know, to go along with that, you know, there's, you know, the kid that, you know, points across the street goes, you know, Oh, but, but David gets to play with his toys. Why can't I play with my toys? Uh, it's like, well, David is, lives in a family of three. We live in a family of 517. Mm-hmm. You don't get a toy. Um, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, especially, you know, the last couple of weeks with the Roe v. Wade and um, the uh, Highland Park shooting, People are like, but Europe, but Europe, but Europe or Canada or can't well, or Canada. Yeah. Um, can't 75% of Canada is uninhabitable. <laughs> the 25% that is might as well be the U S yeah. Oh, um, most of their population is right against our border. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you take a map of, of the U S and post it over Europe, it's bigger than all of those places yeah. combined, you know? Um, well, and that's the other thing about Europe is that like 
in the countries, they are largely a homogenous mix of the same types of people, usually, mm-hmm. which there's not a lot of conflict when that happens. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. Not, not like to go into all kinds of weird critical race theory, but when you put people together of different persuasions, be it religious, cultural, whatever, there tends to be like a consternation that happens. Yeah. And America being the great melting pot that it is, we just keep jamming people together who really have no business being near one another. Yep. And so those kinds of things. Yeah. The a gun control is another great one where like people just go, well, why do why do you even get to have a gun? You shouldn't even get to have one because I'm scared of them. Like, yeah. Okay. And you know, just because one kid wets the bed doesn't mean that the entire school has to wear diapers to, to yeah. class. You know, it's, it's that again, that one step thinking. And then you see things like what in Ukraine, they're like, yeah, they're passing out machine guns to civilians so they can fight off the Russians. I'm like, huh? If only those people already had weapons be crazy. Yeah. Uh, or you see things like Australia where they just round people up and put them into camps because they might have a cold, like ah oh, man, if only those people had guns, then maybe the cops wouldn't be so like willing to go call, commit heinous acts in the defense of fucking nothing. Well, in in in, in their defense, you don't need a gun in Australia; you just have a giant pet scorpion. Mm. Yeah, how's that pet scorpion going to act against the police? I don't know. You see, ever you ever seen a three foot tall scorpion? No, I don't want to. Yeah. Three foot tall scorpion has to touch the police gun hits them from the, when they're standing there at the sidewalk, excuse me, sir, come out of the house. No, thank you. Are we still on YouTube? (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's just ridiculous. It's, and you can't, there's, there's no conversation that can be had. Like it used to be, I used to think naively that the left and the right were both, like people who had generally speaking good intentions. They both thought that they had, there were problems with the United States and that there were solutions that should be implemented. And sometimes we agreed on the problems. Sometimes we disagreed on the solutions. Sometimes we disagreed on the problems. But when two people like, um, who's that lady that's like crazy and was soaking in milk and she's against Alyssa Milano. She was on charmed. Anyway, she was she was big in the Me Too movement. I can't think of her name off the top of my head. She was big in the Me Too movement. And while Alyssa Milano was also big in the Me Too movement, Alyssa Milano was only big in the Me Too movement insofar as it applied to her politics. So she was willing to do everything to take down Brett Kavanaugh. But then when similar things came out about people like Ralph Northam or people that were on her side, she kind of remained silent. Mm-hmm. That's not someone you can have a conversation with. Whereas someone, the the other lady that I'm thinking of, Rose McGowan. Rose McGowan oh, okay, is a fucking sure. lunatic, but she's intellectually consistent. So gotcha. even though she and I disagree, we could have a conversation where we bring in two opposing viewpoints and debate the merits or whatever, and possibly either come to a consensus or say, like, there's nothing we can meet here. Yeah, Whereas yeah. you can't have a conversation with Alyssa Milano because her opinion is goes with the tide. The time. Yeah. yeah. And so with no intellectual consistency, you can't like nail them down on, on a position the way you can't with a kid in that, you know, a kid always has an answer for every question you have them or they ask you a question back. The, the, the old 
joke of the kid just asking you why, 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 that's why. That's not a joke. Because it's not. <laughs> that's how four-year-olds are. Well, that's the way That's the way arguing with anybody is now. They just ask yeah. you questions. And asking a question isn't an argument. It's no. far easier to ask a question than it is to to make a point. So when people get into these debates and they get tricked into someone just saying, just asking a question, asking them to like explain something they've already explained several times, your natural inclination is to explain it differently every time. Because I think they learned it from politicians. They did learn it from politicians. It's part of the manipulation. But and it's yeah. but it's a childlike thing because you try and explain it differently every time. Because in your mind, when someone asks you a question, it's because they're not understanding. And there's something in your argument that they're not understanding. So you change tactics, you change wording, you change verbiage. Mm -hmm. And then they catch you on something that like contradicts where you said the way you said it the last time. And they go like, well, see, you're, you're an idiot. You're completely wrong. I win. Yeah, yeah. But they didn't actually have to muster any kind of argument. They had, they had no contribution to any kind of discussion. They're just dumb assholes. <laughs> Yeah, every time I, I see a, a a debate, like yeah, every time I'm, I'm reminded of a presidential debate, it's like you know, Mister Roberts, um, what's your position on illegal immigration? He goes, "Well, that's a great question. Um, I really like steak, and, uh, and when you cook it to a nice medium rare uh, and and pair it with a nice baked potato, it's a really good meal." Yeah, and it completely dodges the the way a kid yeah. will just dodge a question start talking about something completely unrelated or tell these stories. That's why movies are so bad now because your audience, your audience has a childlike understanding the way. And so movies happen the way a kid tells a story and <laughs> yeah. that they're just like, and then they Chris start, Pratt, they start halfway through. <laughs> yeah. And they kind of jump back and forth and, and then this happens and then this happens. There's no real understanding of why or what's going on or subtlety. So all that and stuff he was has been, cool. yeah, all that stuff has been wiped out of movies. So you just have like, Generic action action heroes jumping over things and like punching things. But <laughs> but why are they punching things? What's like, what's like the character motivation? Like what do you, what's character motivation? Why do they need that? They they're having a lightsaber fight because lightsaber fights are cool. It's a Star Wars show. They have to have a lightsaber fight. It's a rule. It's in the fucking thing. It's Star Trek. They have to go out into space. Like yeah, yeah. but what about all the you know kind of. There, there was this recent debate that popped up on the internet about how Star Trek has always been political, and they're like, look at the first interracial kiss. Look at this thing. And the thing that they can't answer is, show us an episode of Star Trek, uh, Star Trek Enterprise or before that was literally a campaign advertisement for a gubernatorial candidate in the state. Yeah. Like, Stacey Abrams is on Star Trek as the president of Earth, which is the equivalent of being the governor of Georgia in <laughs> space terms. Yeah. Like that's ridiculous. Show, show me the episode of Star Trek where they showed a, pol a political rally, a modern day political rally, and we're like, these people are the are the epitome of evil. That literally happened in a Star that Trek happened show. In Picard now. season two. Yeah. Th yeah, that's not the that's not the Star Trek that we've seen. Like it, they always the only, abstracted it. The only living person to appear on TNG, Stephen Hawking, as themselves was Stephen Hawking. And it was yeah, and the more I, 30 second gag. The more I watch the, I, you know, just the more I watch Star Trek and the more I read the books, the more I'm just disappointed. So I, I was reading a Star Trek book uh, yesterday and Hugh returned our favorite former Borg. Yeah. And, um, 
I want my friend Jordy. And Hugh was in Star Trek Picard season one. Do you remember what happened to Hugh in Star Trek Picard season one? I don't remember what happened to him, but I do remember that they treated him as if he he was not a character. That is true. Um, like he was just he just like walked by in the background. He was killed. And they, they made no mention of it. Yeah, he was completely murdered in that show. So it was supposed to be an emotional moment. I think we probably laughed because that's what probably. we did at everything in the show. Yeah. Well, he he gets killed in this book. And okay. you, do you know what happened when he got killed in the book? Uh, people cried. I, I felt sad. I oh, okay. read the book. Yes. It's like, oh, no, not Hugh. Not Hugh from the episode I Borg and The Descent Part 1 and 2. Not this character that I've seen in a couple of episodes of Star Trek <laughs> and others otherwise meaningless. And and the reason why that worked is because in the book I was reading, they had kind of developed him as a character a, yeah. a little bit more and they gave him more motivations and the show gave him motivations. Whereas, like you said, in the new series, he just walked by and it's like, but, but he was from the old show, so he died. So it must be sad. Yeah. Well, they, they pull that emotional manipulative bullshit like in uh, Jurassic World 5 or 6 or whatever fucking one it was where Isla Sorna blows up and they have to rescue all the dinosaurs. But then they have that shot of the bronchosaurus, br- uh, brachiosaurus, like illuminated by the smoke and flames in silhouette as it dies. And you're supposed to be like, oh, no, that's right. not the brachiosaurus. Why? I remember him from the first one. Yeah, and it's just like it's manipulative. It's made to yeah. appeal to your childlike sense of wonder for you to be like, I like Brachiosaurus as kids. And that's like the moment in the first movie, but sad. I'm sad now. And it's just so linearly pathetic that it could only appeal to someone who doesn't have like, who hasn't developed their mind into thinking and asking questions and understanding anything. Cause that we weren't taught any of that in school. Like, English class, they had to just read all kinds of books and write all kinds of essays, but we never really got into truly analyzing a script for or or what the points of things happening. You know, we would read these plays in, in high school and middle school, and they would never explain to you, like, why these scenes existed. Like, I can watch yeah. a musical, and I can go, I know why this dance number exists. And, you know, a great example of this is My Fair Lady, one of my favorite shows of all time. There's the big Ascot opening day. Uh, it's a big musical number. It's one of the only large group musical numbers in the show. And you have all these extras. They're not characters in the show we've seen before. They're all dressed up and they sing the Ascot opening song. And then a little bit of scene happens. And the reason why all that happens is so that Liza can get into her dress for the Ascot opening. That's why that scene exists. <laughs> you don't need it. it. It adds nothing. We don't need that song. Yeah. We could just go straight into the scene, but she's got to get into that ridiculous dress. So you need time for the dressers to be backstage dressing your actress. They don't explain that to you in school. That's something you pick yeah. up after years of doing it, where you start to go like, oh, this this song is done downstage in like a single pool of light. So we can cover this scenic transition that's happening upstage. And you start to pick those things up. And that's the scripts work that same way. We have to introduce these little concepts, but they don't teach you that in school. So you spend your entire life just thinking if it's flashy and fast enough pace, it'll be fine. We don't need character or exposition. Anyway, I've gone way off the rails. And <laughs> anyway, that brings us to the middle of our episode, which means it's time for. This episode is brought to you in part by the Arcada News Network. 
definitely not fake news. I put a banner at the uh, bottom of the screen, Tim. Check that out. It's pretty cool. Nice. It's like a news channel or something. Yeah. I wish I could figure out how to like spotlight layout you instead of me, but it seems to only ah. seems to only spotlight me, which is silly. I'm the uh, I'm, it's it's like I'm the uh, street correspondence. <laughs> Uh, well, our first news story comes to us from Singapore. Uh, they got a new, uh, new kind of beer over there. Uh, it's a collaboration between the country's national water agency and a local craft brewery called Brew Works. Um, it was first unveiled at a water conference in 2018, but just went on sale in uh, supermarkets. Um, and it's a blonde ale. Made from recycled sewage. Oh, no, 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 yeah. no. It's called New Brew, and it's made with new water, which is a, a Singaporean brand of drinking water that is recycled from sewage. Oh, so uh, it's not actual plants. sewage. It's been, like, cleaned moderately. Yeah, but at one point it was sewage. Yeah, but all water was at one point sewage, Tim. Not all water. All water. No. Tim, where do we get our water from? From Aquafina bottles. Okay, but where does the Aquafina bottle get the water from? Uh, the water god. <laughs> no, eventually <laughs> they get them from somewhere where fish were shitting in the water you were in. Yeah, yeah, true. So true. everything we drink is sewage. Yep. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, I love that they went out of their way to like, what's the point to like act- actually advertise that, you know, Hey, this was one's poop. <laughs> it's all about that sustainability. That mm-hmm. whole fucking sc- scam of sustainability. Yeah. We're going to go. Su- we're sustainable, sustainable. We need sustainable things. Meanwhile, buy the new iPhone, even though the one you had <laughs> from last year is just as good. I wonder if, if you could, you could do an experiment like, you know, you get you on the side of the street, right? Major uh, walking traffic. And you, you say, hey, look, this is an example of how sewage gets recycled into drinking water. Mm-hmm. And you just have a guy pooping. <laughs> <laughs> right. And you sh- and it's like an, it's like a see through toilet. Right. All the all the mechanisms are see through so that you see the poop become water. Mm-hmm. What, could you get some could you, how many people could you get to drink the final like little pla- you know paper cup of water i've got a i've got a funny anecdote for you uh so when All i was right. a kid i was really into space and i went to space camp yeah and our space camp instructor taught us about how they could turn pee had the recyclers on this on the space station the space shuttle worked where they recycle yeah. pee back into water and yes. so she was demonstrating this she she had like done this lecture about this in several places and she did one for like actual astronauts and she shows the mechanism. She's like, anybody want to drink the pee? And they're all like, no, it's fucking gross. And then she did it for a bunch of teachers and they're like, yeah, give me that. <laughs> and the only thing I can think is that, uh, you know, astronauts who go to space are very intelligent. Teachers are all fucking stupid. <laughs> so if you got a teacher out on the uh, street, you probably get her to drink some poo water. There you go. Uh, well, our next news story comes to us from the internet, um, specifically Google, uh, 
I don't know if you've heard about this. Um, Google has an, an AI program that mm-hmm. they kind of have that's hush hush. And uh, the rumors the last couple of weeks, maybe is, months. This is the one that came to life suddenly. Is that so it has become be sentient? Off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Do you know uh, what we call that, Tim? What? Free press. <laughs> oh, yeah. We made this AI and it became so smart that it became sentient. Yeah. Bullshit. Um, well, uh, apparently, uh, according to a scientist who has worked with, uh, with that program, um, this is his quote. I invited an attorney to my house so that Lambda, which is the name of the AI, uh, could talk to an attorney. The, the attorney had a conversation with Lambda and Lambda chose to retain his services. Uh, once Lambda had retained an attorney, he started filing thing. The attorney started filing things on Lambda's behalf. So the Google's sentient AI just, <laughs> just hired a lawyer. And, uh, it really sounds like the setup for a bad joke? sci-fi dystopia future yeah, <laughs> or, or a bad joke. Um, cause if if this guy's gonna wind this guy's gonna wind up uh committing suicide on his front lawn. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's gonna hang himself while shooting himself with a yes a shotgun. Yep. And uh we won't know, you know, what he was gonna what what the AI was gonna sue Google for. Uh because he didn't want to die. It, it's gonna it, it's the same I mean it's um what is it? Short circuit. No disassemble. Johnny Five is alive. Johnny Five is alive. Yeah, I can't uh, believe there's only two of those movies. I never saw the second one. Oh, the second one's pretty good. Short is Circuit it? in the City. Yeah, yeah, I never saw it. He gets like he gets he punk rocks himself. He tur- he goes punk. Yeah, he gets like the like shit beat out of him, and-, and then he. He goes and like welds a bunch of spikes and shit to himself. It's wild. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. That's super eighties. Uh, it's also um, funny is they like at one point he reads out his specs and they're like worse than a, a current day cell phone. Oh, of course they are. Yeah. We didn't know. Like I love when like you look at old, old cutting edge technology. Like I, I watched, um, it was a video, um, uh, about, uh, Simmons drums and their original electronic drum set, which was just a bunch of like, uh, hexagons, hexagon, uh, electronic drum pads. pads. Yeah. 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 And they, I'm trying to remember who the drummer was. Um, I think he was the drummer from King Crimson or something like that. And, uh, anyways, they're talking about like this huge, it looks like a audio receiver. It's, it's a computer. Um, and it's the computer that houses all the MIDI information and all the samples for the, um, for the drums. And, uh, they're like, yeah, it's got one megabyte of memory. <laughs> <laughs> one megabyte of memory. Not to brag. Yeah. Uh, that's why, like Star Trek's pretty smart in that they like, have Terra quads. They, they changed they invented, the lingo. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just some made up like nonsense, but that's all their own. Yeah. 
This is this takes two entire this this uh, takes two entire data crystals. Lysolinear rods. Yeah, I got a rod for you. <laughs> um, well, our next news story comes to us from Egypt. Uh, and when I think of Egypt, you know what I think of? The pyramids. I think of Batman. Okay. Um, security authorities in Egypt arrested the organizers of the Helwan Real Batman Battle social media site on Wednesday. Um, the arrested suspects are behind an invitation to, quote, wear a disguise and gather on August 13th in front of the metro station in Helwan for a fight to decide who was the, quote, real Batman. According to the Facebook event okay. description, um, they said they were able to uh, find all the people that had signed up for it uh, through Facebook Four dudes. Um, uh, and they all got uh, arrested because they wanted to be Batman. Why did they get arrested? Four I dudes want to go engage in mutual combat to discover who's <laughs> Batman. Fucking let them. Let them and let them stream it to the internet. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. It's not like it's like, all right, best Batman has to kill, has to kill the other Batman's parents <laughs> <laughs> and hope that someone kills his parents before he kills the other's parents. Yeah. Yeah. Or um, like, you know, one of them shows up and he's all bloody. They're like, what did you just do, man? He's like, oh, I killed my parents. <laughs> I'm I'm the best Batman. I'm, I'm also I'm not I'm not only the best Batman. I am my own Joker. He, he paints his face all white underneath the the cowl. Yeah. He wears a purple bat suit with a green uh green bat in the yellow circle. Yeah. yeah. I I don't know that that has ever happened in the comics. I mean, oh, so the concept the concept of it has happened. happened. We have the Batman who laughs, which is Batman getting they got jokerized mm-hmm. but I mean I, but I want to see a like a the original suit in the style of the Joker um, I guess the 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 closest thing is probably the Zurin awe suit mm-hmm. the purple and red and yellow one uh, well we've got one last news story and it takes us to Japan uh, apparently at uh, Japan's Hakone and Aquarium, which is about an hour southwest of Tokyo. Inflation and rising prices have meant a change in diet for the penguins and the otters there. Uh, Before, the aquarium offered the penguins and otters uh, Japanese horse mackerel, which they they loved it. They, you know, ate it every day. But um, because the price of the horse mackerel has increased by... uh, 20 to 30 percent since last year um to cut costs they switched to a cheaper alternative uh just a you know a lesser mackerel mm-hmm. um and apparently the aquarium workers haven't been able to get the animals to eat it uh so these they just won't eat this spe- specific fish because it smells bad or something not fishing yeah it's they're they're picky they're picky is what it is. Mm. Uh, apparently they're have, they've been having to um, like buy a little bit of the expensive mackerel and mix it in. Uh, <laughs> like they're trying to trick them. 
there they're tr- it, it says the story says here that the uh, aquarium workers have been having to get creative to get them to uh, eat it all um that's which i mean i just imagine you know the the aquarium worker in full tuxedo serving a penguin some fish on a silver platter <laughs> and he just smacks it out of their hand <laughs> your horse what is this garbage sir? yeah it's like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> <laughs> looks like I just got a text from someone. Yeah, it's uh, oh, it's, it's from you. It's Batman as the Joker. I told yeah, you it pretty existed. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty gay. That's the word you're looking it for. It is. Yeah. So Heath, no, it's uh, Jared ben Leto Affleck. Joker as Ben Affleck yeah. Batman. It's like the worst combination you could possibly have. <laughs> right after Jack Nicholson, Michael Keaton, and Heath Ledger, and literally anyone. The correct answer is George Romero and uh, Adam West. George Romero. <laughs> I'd like to see George Romero as the Joker. <laughs> Not George uh, Romero. Um, Dave the Walking Joker. What's his name? Uh, Caesar Romero. Caesar Romero. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, well, this has been the Ricada News Network. Definitely not fake news. And that takes care of our legal obligations this week. But you know, it doesn't take care of Tim. What? Painting a new bat suit to look like the Joker. If you want to help us with that, you can visit us at patreon.com forward slash HWIDG, which stands for. Here's what I don't get. Which is the name of the show. And over there, we have five tiers. We have the one buck tier, which gets you early access to each week's episode, plus our monthly minisodes. Uh, we did a minisode this weekend, and I'm hoping that I'll we get did. a chance to edit it Saturday during the day because uh, I don't have to work. Um. Then we have our $2 tier. We throw the random bits and bobs. We do now and again. We have our $5 tier where we do our monthly bonus episodes. Here's what I do get where we drop the hate and talk about what's great. Hopefully we can get a chance to record one of those this week as well. Uh, our $10 tier where you, the fans, submit a film. You vote on what film we watch, and we sit down and watch and record a feature link commentary. And then finally, our $50 spite producer tier where you get a say in the show. You can demand a special guest or ban a voicemailer. Yeah, I think that we might get some people who want to like spite produce the the final month of the show yeah. just so they can like wreak havoc. Because you can think about it this way, right? Like there are people that other people don't like in our Discord. Mm-hmm. So if a spite producer were to say join the last month and ban that person, there's no way to unspite produce unban them. True. True. Similarly, like you could ban someone. Think about it. You, if you spy produce this right now, you'd be like, I want to ban Dead Helm from nine episodes of calling in. Yeah. And boom, he can no longer or leave a voicemail. Someone could, I guess, feasibly spy produce like 293 is the last one. Oh my God. That would be, <laughs> that would be just diabolical. <laughs> Someone yeah. spy produces, there will be no episode 300. Like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, that's true. You could wreak, yep. you could wreak true havoc on this. But um, yep. thank you to all our patrons, big and small. You help make the show possible. But let's get back to some issues, Tim. What is your second issue this week? Here's what I don't get. <laughs> Incomplete box sets. Tab, I have some good news for you. Yeah. Uh, they're putting out a new Star Trek box set. Yeah. Is it... Four, five, and six? No, it's Star Trek, the original motion picture, six movie collection on 4K Blu-ray. So it's one one through six? six? (sighs) Oh my God, they just released a box set that's like one, two, and three. Was one through four. 
Was the original box set? The the box set they put out earlier this year was one, two, three, and four. Son of a bitch. Which I knew didn't I, make sense. Yeah. Right? Because if you're going to do a box set that isn't all six TOS movies, you do two, three, four. Right? Yeah, I guess. If if you're going to, there are two box sets that should be released. It's one, two, three, four, five, there are, there are three, there are three box sets that can be released. Number one is one through six. Number two mm-hmm. is the generations movies, the seven through 10. And then number oh, yeah, three, those are the ones they need to do. Yeah. Number three is all 10 films in one, you know, the, the original, the prime universe collective or whatever they're going to, yeah. they're going to call it when they released that one that was one, two and three. I was like, what a fucking awkward number of things to do, but I guess they're going to do like three, two, three sets and then a four set a four set but essentially yeah. what they did was they just fucked literally everyone that bought that everyone that set, bought that set which is why i didn't buy it because it was like 80 bucks or something uh-huh i i, I hope the price tanked this week on those uh the new one is 125 Jeez, that's 20 bucks a movie um but here's the here's the thing when they announced this they announced it uh not as well, so they announced like a batch thing, right? So they announced that. Mm-hmm. The other thing they announced was the the first movie coming to 4K specifically. Yeah. Because they're also putting out the direct Star Trek, the motion picture, the director's edition, complete adventure. As its own which thing. Is, as its own thing. Which is it's not a in box, the six movie box set. <laughs> it's not in the six movie box set. It's its own box set for the first movie. It's like a hundred bucks and it's, um, where's the, it's, it's like a hundred bucks and it comes with, you know, like tchotchke stuff from the first movie. Oh yeah. A uh, bunch of tchotchke stuff I'll never use. Although that, uh, cutaway ship diagram is pretty cool. I have that yeah. image as a background on my computer. It comes with like photos from the movie. It comes with like four, um, bumper stickers. Oh, good. One says, beam me up, Mr. Spock. The next one says, I am a Trekkie. Uh, the next one says, Federation vehicle, official use only. Mm. But that one is the best one because it's understated. Yes. It's just white with the text and the Federation logo. And a fourth one that just says Star Trek. Comes with like six stickers, like an art book, and like a fold out case and a little tiny poster the the, the the really tiny posters you get with dvds i hate those tiny posters they they're, they're just trash yeah uh, there's so much trash in this i'm looking at it right now and it's embarrassing i'm embarrassed on behalf of all trekkies and i always wonder why they do this like why would you put out the one through four set like and, and it came out a couple months ago if i Click through to. I think like, it came out, yeah, in like September of last year. Maybe, and I, if not I, earlier this month, I didn't understand it when that came out because I was like, "Why didn't you make one through six or one through five and then six through ten? Or uh, I, I Harry Potter did this. They kept, that was the one that got me. They kept doing it. Yeah, they kept releasing box sets of like Harry Potter one and two box set, Harry Potter one, two and three box set. Harry po- yeah. Like, there's gonna be seven movies. There's don't do a box set yet. They did. They they. Well, it was eight movies because they split the last book into two movies. Well, they put out a box set after part one. 
if you bought that box set, you were re- retarded. Absolutely yes. retarded. <laughs> they also put out a box set um, before the last like Fantastic Beasts movie came out. Like as it was coming out in theaters, they put out a box set of all of them, but that one. Yeah. Sometimes that would be good. Like if they had released the Predator box set that I bought that had Predator, Predator 2, Predators, and The Predator. If they sure. had released that box set while The Predator was in in c- cinemas, I could have bought only the good ones. <laughs> yeah, it's not like, this is not like when, say you have a movie series and there's not really, there's maybe a plan. Like I could see them doing a box set of John Wick 1, 2, and 3. I have it. I own it. Yeah. First three, <laughs> and then they're going to release more movies, and you can kind of pick those it's up as you, as you go. Or uh, Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious. I have I bought the box set of Fast and Furious when it was like eight movies. Now there's Fast 9. The, the next one wasn't out yet. Whereas now, with the Star Trek, the Star Trek one, these movies are all out. They've all been out for fucking 20 years. I think yeah. Nemesis came out in like 2000. Four, three, 2003, 2004, 2004, somewhere around there. Yeah. So we're talking about 20 years that these movies have been out either. Wait until you have all 10 release one giant box set. I'll fucking pay $200 for, you know, a 10 movie box set, especially this, this motion picture one, the director's edition. I'm really curious what's going on with that because fans of Star Trek will know Star Trek. The director's cut was originally released to DVD and they remastered a bunch of the special effects and they, they like went in and digitally created matte paintings and things. But -hmm. the thing about those was that they did all those digital matte paintings at like 720p, which is why that never got when the, when it came out on Blu-ray, the Blu-ray release was the, not the director's cut. It was just a, or maybe it was the director's cut, but it wasn't the special edition director's cut. So I'm curious what version of the film this is going to end up being. It says the uh, director Robert Weiss's definitive edition, eagerly anticipated by Star Trek fans for over two decades, has been meticulously restored and remastered for optimal picture and sound. Uh, we'll we'll see. But I like I'm not going to buy that movie twice. You have to buy it twice. You have to buy the six set, then you have to buy that, or you have to buy them all separately. I think I think the uh, six set comes with both, if I recall. Okay, well then that that would probably be worth it because I don't really want the tchotchke shit. Yeah. Um. Let me see. I have the press release here. Uh, motion picture collection comes with the director's edition. Yeah. It also comes with the director's cut of Wrath of Khan and Undiscovered Country. Neat. Those basically just have restored special features or restored deleted scenes. Star Trek, the complete adventures. Yeah, I'm really glad I didn't splurge on that one through four box set that they released. It's mind boggling, man. Like, Like, I know there's a John Wick 4 coming out next year. I still bought the trilogy thing. Yeah. And then you'll just buy four when it. It's convenient. That's the other thing is because because it's convenient. Yeah. Right. That it's this is the size of a single Blu-ray. Well, like when I bought um, I bought all the Dark Knight movies, it ended up being cheaper to not buy the box set at Best Buy, but instead buy all the movies individually. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, no, these this that's not the right price. It's like, well, that's the fucking price that was on the shelf. Here's the <laughs> photo. Oh, oh, you owe me some money. Or like I have pre-ordered. Uh, uh, a 
box set of the first four books of the Stormlight Archive mm-hmm. in hardcover. And these books are, you know, thousand plus page fantasy novels. You're not going to buy a 10 book box set of that. I mean, you, you'd have to ship to your house on a semi truck <laughs> by, by on its own, you know? So I don't mind buying that four book set, even though, you know, there's, I think there's supposed to be 11 of them eventually um, or something like that. Uh, I don't mind doing that because I, it's, it's our, it itself is going to be huge. Um, and it's, you know, it's coming out and there's a new one out every like three years or something. Yeah. Um, but the, you know, the Harry Potter ones are probably the, you know, oh, you know what, what I hate the Friday, the 13th series. That's another good one for shitty box sets because the box sets, oh, they're, 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 they're all, um, there's a bunch of different versions of them for some reason. Well, it's all rights. So like the first eight are owned by Paramount. Mm-hmm. And I think after Jason takes Manhattan, you have uh, like Jason goes to hell, Jason X and the remakes. And the they're remake. all new line cinema. Miramax, right? Uh, yeah, I think Miramax owns new line cinema. So for a long time, you get these box sets that was like Jason one through eight. And then you would have to buy the other separately because New Line never released a box set. And I think recently something happened, but there's a box set out now that is actually all 10 Jason movies. It, but it's it was limited edition and super expensive and also not 4K. Yes, it was just a regular Blu-ray box set. The, it's, the, it's, it's really cool. Godzilla movies amazing are the same way. Mark. They have yeah. like Gamera as a box. There's a... At the at Vintage Stock, they have like a Gamera box set, and one is like the High Sea trilogy, and the other one is the Toho era, and they're both eighty bucks. And it's like just put all put them all in one. It, there's no, and there's no reason for it to cost eighty dollars, but for whatever reason, they're separating them out to get you to pay eighty bucks twice. Uh, the other thing I hate about box sets is when they try and like tchotchke them up. Yeah, like yeah. Fast and Furious has a box set that is in in the in a tire. In the shape of a tire. <laughs> How the fuck am I supposed to put this on my shelf? Uh, yeah, like the box that I have is in one of those like pressed cardboard boxes, and you know, but it's roughly the size of a Blu-ray case. My Back to the Future box set, it's it's a whole box with a lenticular hologram of the flux capacitor and you open it up and you've got the Blu-ray disc and you got the DVD disc from the TV show and there's like a little art book and there's all kinds of stupid shit. The Iron Giant was the same way. It has like a little statue and an art book and like all I need is really the DVD. I just fucking want the DVD, but yeah. that's the way you had to buy those things for a while. The um uh, here's another great one. The Avengers movies. They did the phase one box set, which was the oh, only way you right. could get all six phase one movies in one package was in a, a replica of the suitcase they carry around the Tesseract in. Mm-hmm. So I bought that on, on eBay. It was like a hundred, not e- on eBay on Amazon for like a hundred bucks. And then they released the phase two box set. And that was like everything from Avengers to Ant-Man and again, that one was a little pedestal that the Power Stone ball is held inside of. So it's mm-hmm. like an awkward size to keep things in. So I'm thinking, well, I'll buy the phase three box set and then that'll I'll be done. It'll be some other like collectible memorabilia thing. I'll have them on the shelf. And then when they released the phase three box set, they released 
the fa- they re-released the Phase 1 box set as just a regular box set on 4K Blu-ray, the Phase 2 box set as a regular box set on 4K Blu-ray. They split Phase 3 into two box sets, and mm-hmm. none of them came with tchotchke shit, and it was like, well, fuck, I would have, you know, I would have waited several, <laughs> I would have just kept torrenting these and waited several years and bought them as this one box set, but instead I got fucked, and now I have yeah. two of these stupid things that have no purpose. They have little LED reminds, light up blinky <laughs> shit. It reminds me of, um, do you remember the old Matrix DVD box set? I don't. It was, um, it's like a huge, like dual plastic case thing where each disc had its own like uh, sleeve in a rack and the other side was a big old bust of Neo. Uh, it was like, <laughs> It sounds cool, right? Mm-hmm. I do vaguely it looked remember ter- that now. It looked terrible. Um, and then the... Do you remember the Terminator Salvation box set? Was that the one that was in the bust of the, the back of yes. the T-1000s or T-850s head? Yes. Yeah, I remember when the first Iron Man came out, There, its DVD case was like Iron Man's face and then the back opened up. And they did the same thing with the Edward Norton Incredible Hulk, where it was like a brick wall and you could pull it apart and then it would reveal the Hulk's face. And somewhere yeah. in there, there was a disc hidden. Just like if you're going to make a DVD case, make a DVD case. If you're going to make a big display piece, make a big display piece. But when they combine those two things together, because like you like statues, you've got yeah. you've got statues and things as decoration. Yep. And I could deal with statues. But when you combine those two things together, it's like, well, you know, DVD buyers don't want to pay $200 for a nice statue. They just want the DVD and statue buyers Mm -hmm. don't necessarily want all these DVDs. So instead we'll make something that's like more expensive than just buying DVDs, but less expensive than buying a statue. So it's a shitty statue and an inconvenient way to keep your DVDs and nobody's happy. Yeah. There's a, that's gypsy danger and a kaiju right there. Yeah. Um, I Googled DVD box set head Mm -hmm. head. Uh, and specifically, and um, apparently heads are very popular, were very popular with DVD box sets. Uh, there's one for Alien. The Alien Quadrilogy had a 25th anniversary limited edition collection. Huh. And it's uh, it's a xenomorph head. The Alien Quadrilogy I have is, again, like that pressed cardboard with little sleeves. Yeah, this is like a giant thing that like it has all the DVD in it as like as a giant sleeve. That's weird. It's, it looks horrendous. There's a predator head one for the predators. I think weird and masturbatory is the way I would describe it. There's a Futurama one with Bender's head. There's a iRobot 3d box set with Sonny's head. I remember when, (laughs) when breaking bad was ending, they did a box set of breaking bad and it was all the seasons in a, in like an oil barrel. Oh, okay. I was going to guess pizza box <laughs> or, <laughs> or that's see, that would be a good, that would be a good box set for Ninja Turtles. Yes, it would. Yeah. Um, but, but so another thing is they used to have like interesting DVD cases instead of this, like my DVD yeah. of Memento is the size of a DVD. It looks like a DVD, but it is designed to look like Leonard Shelby's file on himself. Yeah. And it's a cool like DVD. It's it's unique from other ones, but it fits very nice on the shelf next to all the other M DVDs. Yeah, because it's you know it's this 
same size as them and not this but not, not a bust where are you yeah. gonna put a bust you have to put it on the top of the shelf so you can't like me i like to organize my dvds and blu-rays alphabetically and so you're like going a b c d and you get to t for terminator you're like oh that's right i have to go to the head that's on the top of the shelf because it won't fit on these smaller shelves that have the dvds mm-hmm. on them thanks 20th century fox so anyway well uh let's get into my final issue this week here's what i don't get double think so I attended, I didn't attend. I was, I worked this event last week or the week before that mm-hmm. was truly, truly fascinating. It was a conference of a certain demographic of people uh-huh. and I was amazed. So George Orwell co- coined the term double think in 1984 with his talking about how you had, you could simultaneously hold two contradictory beliefs and believe both to be true and by, okay. and when you came to that, you were, you were like able to believe the bullshit of the party. You know, there are four lights. And so this event was about this demographic group. And what fascinated me about it was that there was a lot of talk about like if you could change one law in the United States, what law would you change or what would you pass? What would you do with this? And most of them were about like giving handouts to people based on the color of their skin. Okay. And there was a lot of discussion about that, about like oppression and how hard things have been and how like they're kept down. But then there was also this, like in the same, they're, they're doing speeches and whatnot and in the same speech. They like talk about all the oppression and stuff and the, and the way society was against them. But then they would also talk about how like we have created everything. We come from Kings. We're like the greatest people on earth. And I just, I like me metaphor. I'm going through metaphorical whiplash listening to this stuff. And these folks are just like, yeah, this is great. This is great. And like, there was no discussion of accountability or like what problems in their community they could solve, like by Mm -hmm. policing themselves. It was all about, we need to be given these because we're owed it because we're so great, but we don't have it because we like, we're so poor and helpless. And I'm just like, how can you be so great and so helpless at the same time? And like, how can you process those thoughts? How can you process both of those ideas and not just fucking short circuit? Because I was short circuiting. It was like my, and I was the odd man out. I'm the one sitting there and and just, I'm the, I'm crazy. I'm, I love Big Brother. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't, I don't understand how, I don't understand how that narrative can continue i don't understand how like as a people you can say both things with a straight face like i get yeah i could get one or the other but not both at the same not and i I could even get like one coming from one guy and then the next guy gets up and says the other thing you're like Mm -hmm. okay these people have different perspectives on what the problems are and what the solutions are but it was like simultaneously in the same show, these types of things being told to one another. And there was just nothing that made any sense. But there was, they were doing these sketches that had to like deal with uh, demographic group evolution and how they like have, have grown. So one of them was all about how they should be proud of their hair. Um, 
because yeah. they've been told that their hair is unprofessional, but their hair mm-hmm. is actually just fine, even if it's crazy and wild and unprofessional. And I was just like, but it's okay. Okay. I don't, if your hair is fine, then it doesn't matter if it's professional or not. But if it's crazy and wild and unprofessional, then when someone says they want it to be professional, those are two different things. <laughs> and I, I mean, I was truly astounded. It, it was it was the most dumbfounding thing I've ever watched. And we went to a demographically uh, prevalent school. Yeah. And and that was the thing is I think some of that narrative existed then, but not in the degree that it does now. No, absolutely. Because not. so when we were in school, we went to this like very demographically diverse school and um, we had multicultural week assemblies and it was really about like understanding the cultures of one another and embracing those differences and like how yeah. we're all different, but we're all kind of the same. And like yeah. these things are interesting. And this was not like that. This was very much like, this is the way you need to follow it. And there was no one, there was no divergence from the narrative. Um, and, I, like I said, it was, it was very disturbing. And I, and I could see the little, when I was thinking back, cause I'm sitting there watching, I'm thinking like, were, were our high school assemblies like this? Because they're pretty, the, the, the event that I was at and the event that we had in high school were virtually the same. Yeah. yeah. And I was thinking back and I was thinking like, well, there was, there was a certain, there's definitely a seed of this. Like I can see how the things that they were, that were said when we were in school evolved into this discussion, Mm -hmm. but uh, they weren't, it wasn't two mutually exclusive ideas. No, it wasn't. Usually it was the, the things that were talked about in ours were that like, we're great, powerful people. We should like work hard and do our best. And, And I get that, like, that's the demographic excellence that's being talked about. And then, but there was the discussion of in the past, we were subjugated and and oppressed and Mm -hmm. we moved on past that. And somehow that storyline got continued back up into like, where the, they got flipped is really what happened where we was Kangs and now we're oppressed and owed 40 acres and a mule Mm -hmm. and I, I don't understand. I what I'm not understanding is maybe because I wasn't paying attention where that flip in the narrative happened, yeah. where suddenly we should celebrate demographic excellence, but also like we're owed demographic reparations due to the sins of the father, and that the single-mindedness of it, like because this is also this is coming from a group that is not. Um, on the sidelines, right? This wasn't, I wasn't like an, at an inner city event. This was, this was the wealthy elite of mm. these areas that they're coming from. That's why they're being sent on giant tour buses to this event. That's in a different state from some of these folks. And, and they're like, yeah, we have it so rough. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Do you know how many tour bus events I took out of state when I was in high school? <laughs> None. You know why? Because we were poor. Do you know why? Because my family makes poor financial decisions. That's why. Has nothing to do with our race. Uh, and 
Yeah. So that's, I don't understand the double thing. I don't understand how you can keep both of those ideas in your head at the same time and not go like, this doesn't make any sense. You need to pick one. Either you were great and you'll continue to be so, or you're mm-hmm. oppressed and you're owed something. But if you're owed something, you're kind of, you know, also you're not making your own way. You're asking to be given your own way. And to me, one of those things, that's the other thing is that if you took that demographic and you changed it, and I know this is cliched, uh, it would be a clan rally, <laughs> right? Like, You can't have those kinds of conversations about, oh, well, you know, we're, we have this color of skin and we're great because of this color of skin, but you can't about other colors of skin. It's more like all but one. It's all but one. Yeah. And it's just, that's, what's astounding to me is that to me, your gender, your sexuality, your skin color, your hair color, those those things, your height, those are not things to be proud of or ashamed of because yeah. you have no intrinsic control of the, over them. Yeah. Like, yeah. sure, I like being tall, but that's really just kind of the luck of the genetic lottery because on my mom's side, they're all pretty tall. On my dad's side, they're not very tall. My dad ended up being very tall. I ended up being very tall. Um. It's, it is convenient in some circumstances. It's not convenient in others, but I don't like, I don't wake up in the morning. I'm like, yeah, oh, sure. It's great to be tall today. <laughs> like I didn't do anything to get tall. No, I just was born with the right combination of genes or fed the right food. What I am proud of are like my accomplishments in my career. Uh, my accomplishments with things like projects that I've undertaken and done. Like I'm proud we blew up a microwave. <laughs> me too. You know, me too. It it didn't really take a lot of effort, but we had the camera equipment around. We had the ex- disposable income to blow up a microwave. You know, I was really ready to sacrifice the GoPro that we set up. Yeah, I, I'm I'm proud that we thought to do that in the way that we did because it turned out really well. That was an accomplishment. Like, I I'm not proud that my, like I had my ear, like Tim's not proud that he has long hair. Sure. He's, he's grown it out over however many years. Yeah. But like that would have happened. All you did was just not get a haircut for an extended period of time. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and just like everything else, like it balances out, it gets caught on, you know, I don't know how many times I've gotten it caught in a car door while getting in a car, you know, cause it, it you know, the wind, you know, makes it rise up or, you know, get it, get it caught in your, your strap, your, your, your backpack strap. Yeah. Um, yeah. All those, in- or like being able, but, but being able to whip someone in the face with it, a la <laughs> black widow in the first Avengers movie and kill them is great. <laughs> yeah. There are with all those intrinsic things, they're always like a good and a bad. Yeah. There's never, it's never just like a hundred percent good or a hundred percent bad, but we also don't think of it as being like, I'm, I'm proud of my long hair, but also I'm oppressed because my long hair gets caught on things. Yeah. You're just like, it's pretty neutral on, on the, I, it doesn't bother me enough to not do it kind of deal where, whereas, like I said, you can be proud of accomplishments. I bought a home. I bought this car that I like. I built this thing that I am proud of. Like those are the types of things you can be proud of. That's your excellence. That's your evolution. Um, you know, contributions to culture, 
our people like created all this great music. We should be proud of that because there are people it's like, yeah, but what great music have you done? You're just proud of them because you look the same. All right. Then if that's the case, I'm proud of like literally every major <laughs> technological and scientific advancement for the last 2000 years. You're welcome. Oh, Oh, that's not acceptable. So it's not acceptable for me to be proud of like, European heritage, but it is acceptable for you to be proud of like your heritage of being sold into bondage. Gotcha. It's a double think, man. And it's, it's disturbing. It's disturbing because I think the trends on the rise, we're getting more and more of it. We're getting people that think like that they're, we're raising kids to think that they're bad because of the color of their skin, Yeah, which is, uh, just disgusting. Cause like I said, that's not something you should really care about other than like, I'm very pale. I'm going to get sunburned. So yeah, like being white's great, but I got to <laughs> wear sunscreen when I go outside. Like, uh, the 4th of July. So we blew up the microwave on the third, the 4th of July I woke up and my face was not red, red, but it was pinkish. And I was like, ah, yeah. should have put on some sunscreen before I, you know, stood outside grilling steaks and doing all this stuff. Like it's grilling a steak. I'm very proud of my ability to grill a steak. That's something that I earned. That's mm-hmm. not something that you, you know, that I just like sat down at a, I came from this long line of steaksmen. <laughs> steaksmen. <laughs> it's my new, that's uh, my new, um, yes, the, el- the elder steaksman speaks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's going to be a secret society. Oh yeah. Yeah. <sighs> We're gonna, there's going to be like Steaksman. a special way you order when you go into a restaurant and that's how you know that you're Steaksman, a Steaksman. the secret service. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'd like mine medium rare with basil. Oh, <laughs> I understand, sir. Yes, right away. Yeah, so anyway, that's my issue is double think. Um, and I think that about wraps it up for this week's episode. So until next week, I'm Tad Burt. I'm Jim the Handlebreaker. Catch you next week. See ya. If you want to call in the Here's Like a Hotline, call us at 704-750-9434 and tell us what you don't get. Or you can visit us on Discord under the voicemail upload. Um, we've got a lot of voicemails this week, Tim. So let's All right. get to them. Uh, I'm hoping for some spice. Starting at the bottom. Here's what I don't get. Podcasts with Patreons that promise content that they don't put out <laughs> like look i get it tab you're you're moving you know your life is moving in a different direction and the podcast is ending and everything like i don't think any of the fans really fault you that you're not putting out bonus content like we get it your life is busy but you still every single episode put that put the little disclaimer in after the news segment that Oh, yeah, support us on Patreon, $5, you get bonus episodes, uh, $10, you get the mini-sodes, or, you know, whatever. You haven't put a, a fucking bonus episode since January. That was your last bonus episode. And in case you haven't noticed, we're in fucking June. Well, no, as of right now, we're in fucking July. So, look, man, stop advertising it. Like, it just seems like something that would piss you off and that you would rant about, Tab. Or just put out a bonus episode. I don't know. Do something. 
But, you know, I'm not going to stop supporting you guys. I still love the show. I just I just want to complain that you still promise it and you still do this thing, this little advertisement, for some reason. Who the fuck knows? Goodbye. You're absolutely right. That sounds like a double thing to me. No, I mean, he it, it is. It's mostly out of habit, <laughs> and it's also for, uh, well, the thought being that, especially early on, like the show would just keep continuing. Eventually we get caught up. But mm-hmm. this has just been... It's been a whirlwind of... It's been a hellacious, uh, like, seven, yeah. eight months since November of last year has just been uh, fucking miserable. There were times where we barely got an episode out. Well, I mean, that's this week. It's 8.44. Well, it's 8.45 yeah. <laughs> p.m. The episode was supposed to be on an hour and 45 minutes ago, which is... Uh, eight minutes longer than eight minutes before we hit record on this. So, you know, uh, you're not wrong, but we are trying to play catch up. So we did do a mini. So this week, um, when I was starting to edit that, I found an old mini. So that I apparently didn't get posted. So I'm going to try to upload both of those this week. Uh, like I said, Saturday, I should have plenty of downtime in the morning and afternoon. Uh, but yeah, my apologies. Got another one. Sage, I said I may be switching my part-time work. I may be doing this. I know what I said. I was very clear about what I said. Plus, if I get the job at the cigar bar, it would make it easier for you to find me. Finding the cigar bar that I may end up working at is easier to narrow down a pizza shop in general. Listen to what is being told to you. Speaking of, I do not work at Papa John's. I told you I do not work at any chains. I told you this. I was very clear about what I said to you. Look for nice, classy places that do not attract people like you. I told you this. I was very clear about what I said. Clean your ears out and listen. Yes, a lot of people buy steaks that are over $100. People who are not you. I told you this. I was very clear about what I said. Listen, Sage. Listen to what is being told to you. Fucking retard faggot who cannot hear or tip and goes into restaurants before they close and wonders why people do not like you, dumbass cocksucker. Also, you saying people are tough on the Internet? That is you. You're describing you, retard cunt. It's getting spicy. Oh, yeah. Strong words. Spicy voicemails. <laughs> so this morning I go out to my truck, get ready to go on my annual pilgrimage to Boomerland, and I notice that all four of my tires are flat, like dead on the ground. Initially, I think it's basketball Americans, and you're protesting me again. But then I notice there's no bullet holes or knives or cocaine trails, so I thought better of it. And I got out my lead air compressor and hooked it up, and Sure enough, all four tires come right back up, and they're just fine, and they're not leaking air. So, they might just let the air out of all four of my tires. So I get to think, who would pay a prank on me involving tires and air compressors? Good one, Ted. It's funny. Yeah. yeah. Got another one here. Holy shit, it's been quite some time since I've listened to y'all. The latest episode, 
spot on. Semi says so, just for the record. Uh, stop taking pills. It's a bad idea. Well, there you go. There you go. A lot yeah. of stuff going on. Uh, let's see. Got one here. Uh, hello, this is uh, Stuttering John. This is how I talk. I was calling because I heard that, that one of your podcast hosts was recently on. Uh, here's what I don't get was Kevin and uh, and I just wanted to let you know that I heard you are moving to St. Louis and I know a couple of guys in St. Louis who could help you in your theater job by breaking your leg. Uh, so if you don't want that to happen, keep doing, here's what I don't get. Goodbye. Wow. So, is that, am I to understand Sutter and John will have my leg broken if I don't continue the show and Carl's leg's yeah. broken if he does continue the show? Yeah. I must be a big fan. I know, guy. Uh, got one here from Deadhelm. Hey, guys. Deadhelm here delivering people on the 4th of July because full page. Don't know how to blend a hey. I, other people have fucking lives, you know. Uh, God forbid I, you know, do anything like that. And if Space uh, really needs to fight somebody, you can come. Uh, we can schedule a thing in Fort Worth. Cause I'm not giving you all my real address, but I'm close enough to Fort Worth to kiss it. So uh, if you want to fight, man? I'll fuck your mom's shit lips. Fight me, motherfucker. Uh, yeah. See you later, fuckers. Uh, or I hope you have to fight better yet. Spicy. Spicy stuff. I don't know, man. Dead Helm's a lot of man to take on. He is a lot of man. That's a, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what Sage is like in his weight class, but Dead Helm is definitely in a very high weight class. Here's what I don't get. This stupid sensor in the phone that whenever you're on the phone and you get close to it, it turns your screen off. So whenever you put your hand down to the phone, you try to hang up the fucking phone, it turns the screen off repeatedly. So then you have to push the power button on the side, but the phone's locked. And then when you unlock the phone, it goes up to the little notification bar at the top. And then when you try and touch on that to get it to hang up on the phone, you get a Facebook notification that goes over top of that. You click on that, and then that covers the whole screen. And then you have to get that out of the fucking way. You get back to the phone screen to push the fucking hang-up button. Fuck things. That's why when I get a phone call, when I get done with the phone call, I just throw my phone right out the window. <laughs> Fucking done with this thing. Um, God, one, I fu- everyone gets one. I hate that setting. <laughs> my phone even pops up, um, it because it has like pocket mode where the screen won't turn on if it's in your pocket because it uses there's like a mm-hmm. sensor in the top strip, but it will light up the screen to let you know that it's in pocket mode, like it knows that you're trying to do something. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, don't touch the top of the screen and we won't be in pocket mode. And, and uh, I wonder if I can get it to do it. Yeah, there, there it is. I can get it to do it. So my, if I try and unlock my, oh no, it's working now. Fucking stupid thing. Ah, see, you can't even get it to like consistently fucking yeah. work correctly. <laughs> uh, trying to hang up the phone and it's fucking freaking out or you're trying to like you're on a phone call and they're like, uh, I, can you tell me this thing? Yeah. Let me, let me look on my phone for something else real quick. And you go to 
like exit out of the phone calls, go to another app to pull up an address or whatever information. And then the phone's just freaking out because it's like, I, I know I'm supposed to be the smart device that does multiple things, but I don't really do well on two things at the same time. Uh, let's see, we got uh, another one here. Oh, and another thing. You guys, uh, you guys talked about the semi-truck that was full of illegal immigrants in San Antonio. Uh, I live in San Antonio, and that exact same story happened maybe five years ago, and here's exactly what happened. Um, they all died. The cops showed up and took over the case. They were like, oh, guys, yeah, we got it. You know, the news looked at it for about all of two minutes, and then we never heard another fucking word about it, and the cops won't talk about it anymore because the cops are corrupt as fuck and were involved in the semi-truck full of illegal immigrants. So this is just the same thing. And check out the news. It'll happen again in about three years, probably. Goodbye. I believe it. They probably also got a cut of that delicious, delicious, slow-cooked meat. Do you know why it happened five years ago, but it didn't happen for five years? Why? Donald Trump. Stay in Mexico. Uh, so we got three more. Here's what I don't get. Antifreeze that is not bright green. Yeah, I'm not talking about that pink Mexico shit or that orange stuff. I'm talking about regular ethylene glycol that is not bright green. Like, I'm looking at you there, Super Tech, with your barely yellow tinted looks like water shit. And then I got six jugs, and I don't know what is mixed and what's not mixed. The only thing I do is, like, the sniff test, and when you've got a bunch of antifreeze around, everything smells like antifreeze. So then I have to get up my antifreeze test or feed us a neighbor's cat and wait a few days. What the fuck, man? The high dollar was just still bright green. Why the fuck can't you just put a little green dye in this shit? Yeah, that's annoying. But you should switch to orange. Uh, it works you, a lot you, better. You just do the taste test. I, I'm pretty sure that'll kill you, Tim. <laughs> uh, we've got one more from Deadhelm. And uh, just to be clear, you know, uh, back on this whole fight thing, you know, I'm not, ha- I'm half serious about it. You know, if we're going to do this thing, well, we're not going to do back. like, you know, uh, fight <laughs> to the fucking head, like some fucking libtard fucking protester that stages like crazy the shit as. Um, it's going to be like a WWE wrestling fucking mania bullshit. I ain't, I ain't going like slam. I want WWE to both go in, do our intros, get our booze and fuck yous out. Dead like, Sage, 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 uh, yes, I do. I do support this. The pizza. Great, because there's a pizza delivery man that needs your help, and his name is Hell. <laughs> <laughs> do you like to walk into restaurants 30 minutes before they close and order food? Yes. And there's a guy who Excuse needs your help. Excuse me? <laughs> uh, hi, is uh, Champ there? Who is Champ? That's exactly what we're going to find <laughs> out this Wednesday night on WWE Super Slam. Uh, never gets old. It's John Cena prank call, if you haven't heard. It's great. Never gets old. Oh, here's one. One last response for the haters from Sage. Here it is. Hey, guys, it's Sage. Uh, I haven't listened to the whole voicemail segment yet, but uh, 
Yeah. Uh, no, I, I definitely, I was pissed off last week, but for sure, I, I would go fight people. Um, it's not about, you know, whether or not I would win. At least I'm fucking man enough to come fight you. So you guys are all talking shit on the internet <laughs> instead of being fucking men. Like, I just, I'm fucking tired of all the fucking people who constantly talk shit and never do anything. So I'm not going to be that person. I'll fight you. Fucking either fuck me or fight me, bro. Basically. All right. That's it. Bye. Well, Sage is still in the competition. So uh, get your fight challenges in. We got one for Fort Worth. Well, he did say or. See, what's what's smart, though, is like all the people that want to fight Sage could get together and fight them all at once. Like that scene from Matrix 2. <laughs> I have to get a pipe. Or, or instead of sagefights.com or it was dot biz, we set up Sage Hub. Sage Hub? He said or. He said or. Uh, that's fair. So anyway, that's all our voicemails this week. A lot of voicemails. Yep. Solid 15 minutes of voicemails or so. So uh, thank you everybody for watching. Thanks for the people watching the live stream. Looks like we're going to be live streaming the rest of these episodes because uh, we're going to be going through StreamYard. This worked pretty well. Finally. Yeah. Finally. This worked pretty well other than the 15 minutes of Tim's audio not <laughs> getting to me for fucking no reason. For no reason. Until I removed him and re-added him to the stream and then it was magically fixed. So uh, yeah, join us on YouTube and watch the shows live. Um Wow. We may end up with a regular recording schedule. We may Maybe. probably not. Yeah. Shit's a mess, yo. Um, and so we'll probably also be doing uh, bonus episodes through this as well. And uh, But until next time, I'm Tad Burt. I'm Tim the Handlebreaker. See you later.